the Science Show at the BA Festival of Science, where a visit to Exeter's Science Park was essential. We saw medics find and display the immunity gaps of long COVID patients, suggesting which gaps could be filled by particular vaccines. Sally Basker is Chief Executive Officer of the park. Could you tell me where are we sitting? We're sitting in the quadrangle behind Exeter Science Park Centre. Surrounded by fields, it's a bit off the beaten track. Do you still get crowds here? Yes, we do. We get, at one level, holiday makers, but scientists and engineers who want to come along and find out about different technologies. I've just arrived and I've been to a mini-lecture, a demonstration really, about antibodies and COVID, long COVID in fact. I got the impression you do research here as well. Yes, we do. So our clients are doing everything from early research across a range of different technologies and sectors. So you've just seen the stuff about COVID. At another level, we've got a company that's done all the pharmaceutical logistics for the NHS and then remote pathology. So that would be the life sciences, perhaps, end of the spectrum. And then we've got other companies working on net zero, some of the developing alternatives for gas and oil-fired boilers, There's a lot going on. Does this mean that when people come out here, for the members of the public, they are seeing science happening, being done? Yes, I think it does. And we hold events for people to come and hear about what's going on. It's an important part of it. That's what happens here. Of course, sometimes when we hear of a science park, it's got all these things from not exactly bouncy castles where <laughs> kids can play and funny robots with hats on you know it's not a showbiz event it's about real science being done absolutely but i think as we go forward into the future places like this need to have multiple impacts on the community so yes i would love to see some really big versions of science experiments that people can come and see at scale walk around a park and actually look at science happening outside. That would be great as well. How do you know that? Because there's so many distractions for people. Do we know what the audience, what the public is ready for? I think we can guess. I think if you think about the mathematics behind mazes, just think about the Chartres maze. Now, imagine having a maze here. People would come along and use it for mindfulness and all sorts of things or look at a whole raft of stuff that you learn at school and do, you know, little Newton's cradles or Venturi effects. It'd be fun to walk into a Venturin and just have it blow your hat off. What actually was the initiative here? How did it come to be this place? So about 15 years ago, 2008, just in time for a recession, public sector bodies, Devon County, Exeter City, East Devon and the University of Exeter, got together and said, we want to make a science park a reality. And they got some money to buy some land from a grant from the Southwest Regional Development Agency, got some other grants to produce the infrastructure, working with the university to mentor companies, and gradually we're developing a science park. In the last six years, we've gone from fewer than 200 people to around about 650 people. Client staff here on the site, working on the site for companies here. That's incredible. (laughs) I'm really pleased. It's a great result. And we want to get to about 3,000 people. And it may take us till the mid-2030s. But by doing this, we change the economy of our region. Well, on the economy, I've just been again to Cambridge. 
and their park, partly developed by an Australian, Sir Alec Browers, who is Vice-Chancellor, that, on the latest news, produces ten times more in the way of wealth than the English Premier Soccer League, which is an extraordinary figure, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's a very good question. Am I surprised? No, because the value of the patents and the value of the impact of the products and services right across society in the long term has to be massive. It's just a shame that we don't award and and recognise our scientists and engineers in the same way as the Premier League footballers. (laughs) Indeed, that's a quest we're on at the moment, uh, given that we're talking about COVID just now. This is why I think Dolly Parton is one of my heroes. Do you know why? No, go on. (laughs) Not only is she a genius musician, but she gave a million of her own money, American dollars to foster the development of a vaccine for COVID. She was quite a star, wasn't she? (laughs) Still is. Yeah, still is. Now, the person, I don't know, the building that we've just been in is named after Hedy Lamarr, who you must have come across. Indeed, she was an engineer. She did some wonderful things to do with telecommunication and was also for, I think, at least a year, the most beautiful woman in the world, according to publicity. (laughs) So what made you name it after her? Well, she invented spread spectrum coding and frequency hopping which underpins GPS, which is the subject of my PhD. And I just think it's marvellous to think about her watching her pianist and taking the thought of Morse code and taking that and playing tunes with it. And that also appeals to the musician in me. In the science show, we had a special feature on Hedy Lamarr at my urging. And I'm very, very keen that people get to know the names of scientists and what they have produced. And it just so happens that we have only one Nobel Prize winner in science out of New South Wales, and that's Sir John Cornforth. He did the most wonderful work despite being absolutely deaf. His wife, Rita, was translating for him because she knew both chemistry and she knew how to read his lips and talk about what he was saying because his voice was very strange because he hadn't heard his voice ever. And, uh, yeah, he won the Nobel Prize for working out how macromolecules, their shape governs how they act on various chemicals in the cell. So wow. there. I think it's quite an interesting story, similarly with Dolly Parton. You know, the, the background of the people who do this. Yeah. What's your background? My background is very much civil engineer, PhD in GPS, working through then people like the... Uh, and you're White a House. musician as well. I'm a musician as well. Maths and music, they say, it goes together. What do you do? I play timpani and percussion in amateur orchestras. <laughs> Sally Basker, drummer and CEO of the Exeter Science Park. And Hedy Lamar, her inspiration, was a film star plus an inventor. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.